0: Now, homeowners aren't the only ones being hit by high interest rates. They're also hurting the federal budget too, pushing up the government's borrowing costs by an extra $80 billion over the next decade. The Treasurer, Jim Chalmers, will unveil the Mid-Year Fiscal and Economic Outlook, known as MyEFO, on Wednesday. And he's been backing away from predictions that he'll deliver a budget surplus Let's get more on this now from the ABC senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan. Uh, Peter, first up, how likely is it that Jim Chalmers won't be forecasting a surplus for the current year on Wednesday?
1: Well, good morning, Tom. It's sounding a little bit lineball at the moment, and the ballooning cost of servicing the debt bill is a major weight on the budget. As you mentioned, an $80 billion blowout in the projected interest bill over the next 10 years. So like regular borrowers who worry about how they're going to be paying their mortgage, Jim Chalmers is trying to pay off the government's credit card just a bit faster. The official line from Dr Chalmers' office is that Treasury is not forecasting a surplus for the current year, but I'm told Treasury doesn't actually use language like that and they would never say that a surplus has been ruled out and this is because Treasury is always uh, incredibly conservative Uh, despite all this tax revenue coming in from commodities exports they'd want to to avoid forecasting a surplus and then not achieving it so effectively uh, under promising and then perhaps over delivering with a surplus the former Treasury economist Chris Richardson who I spoke to a couple of weeks ago still thinks a surplus is likely Uh, the Commonwealth Bank had been Tipping a $20 billion surplus a few weeks ago. AMP's Shane Oliver, though, does now see a $14 billion deficit. But you really only have to look at the flurry of policy announcements just last week, such as the overhauling of the NDIS and the growing costs from that, to see that additional costs could really start showing up and reverse the rosy surplus forecast back towards a deficit territory over the next four years. As
0: you say, Peter, Jim Chalmers is very careful not to talk about any budget surplus despite all that tax revenue flowing in. But why? I mean, that would be a good thing, right? Why is he being so cautious?
1: Yeah, it, it's a double edged sword, Tom, because. As we mentioned, Treasury coffers might be filling up and then, of course, the federal government and Jim Chalmers can claim credit for strong and conservative economic management. But at the same time, households who are doing it tough from cost-of-living pressures from 13 interest rate rises since May last year are rightly asking the big question... Where's our cost of living relief? And Dr Chalmers is being very careful to, to manage those expectations, knowing that he can't do major handouts because of the risk of stoking inflation. So he's been constantly warning that any relief would be limited and targeted to households in the most distress. Still, there is this drip of uh, good news, a drip feed of good news. Today's one is about the gross debt bill. We all heard about, the, about debt um, getting up to over a trillion trillion. trillion a lot of it built up during the pandemic that looks like being paid down faster Down from a trillion dollars forecast in 2023-24 to $909 billion. So $147 billion lower. As we mentioned, this is by paying down the debt faster and building uh, buffers in the budget to prepare for the next inevitable crisis, saving billions of dollars in interest payments. So halfway through the Albanese government's uh, term, underscoring this key theme that we've been hearing since the election responsible and conservative economic management. So I would say expect to hear a lot more about that in the lead-up to Wednesday's MyEFO announcement.
0: Now, there'll be an announcement of the Labor force on Thursday as well, Peter. How critical is that, given the evidence we saw last week that the economy is rapidly slowing?
1: Well, all of this information is really important in terms of what happens next year with interest rates, but economists think the official jobless rate in November probably ticked up to 3.8%, up from 3.7%, but not just that, but only eight thousand new jobs created, so not a dramatic increase in percentage terms, but you know heading higher from uh, that low of three and a half percent that we've sort of become used to in recent months so uh, evidence that the jobs market's still tight, but the economy is crunching from these aggressive interest rate rises. The jobless rate next year is expected to get up around about 4.5%. Um, so the Reserve Bank's challenge is getting inflation down back into that 2 to 3% target band, actually right in the middle of the target band under the adjusted uh, mandate and keep as many jobs as possible.
0: Now, uh, before I let you go, Peter, you might not know it, but today's a significant milestone for Australia's economy.
1: That's right. Today marks 4 Forty years since the Australian dollar was floated on global foreign exchange markets on December the 12th. 1983. This was a massive early reform by the Hawke-Keating Labor Government. Uh, so the market set the exchange rate rather than the government and protectionist forces of previous governments uh, set, setting the, the rate. As a young reporter, I recall this being billed as a momentous day in a brave new world. A lot of people um, <laughs> standing around watching into very small computer screens to see yeah. what happened when the dollar actually floated. But... Um, the floating exchange rate was an important shock absorber against global forces and it was a, a courageous move by then Prime Minister Bob Hawke and Treasurer Paul Keating. The economic dynamic duo hauling Australia into the real world and sending Australia up for the benefits that we have today. Now the Reserve Bank has released some archives to mark the 40th anniversary of the float of the dollar. You'll find them on the RBA's website in the unreserved section. So if this unleashes the inner nerd in you, go (laughs) right to rba.gov.au. Plenty of interesting documents if you like that sort of stuff if you need some pre-Christmas reading.
0: Sounds great. Can't say I recall that moment in Australia's history, Peter, but uh, thank you very much for your thoughts there. Peter Ryan, a senior business correspondent joining us there.